Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez. This is my third time trying to record this segment. It's so funny. So the first one, I just was making it way too complicated, and I decided to start over. The second time, my phone alarm went off, and I'm like, what the F? (laughs) What is happening? Um, And I know that Mercury is about to retrograde. It's not technically retrograding yet, but there's also a shadow period. And so you kind of feel the breath of the retrograde beginning and you'll feel it ending. And I I think that that may be happening to me now. (laughs) So hopefully this will be the last time recording. Um, I'm feeling so grateful this morning. I woke up and I've had several hours to study astrology. I woke up at at maybe 4.30 in the morning, started studying astrology at 7.30 now. Um, And I feel so grateful that I have time to do all of this and devote so much time and energy into astrology. And, you know, it, takes support to make that happen. So if you're listening now, just know I deeply support or I appreciate your support immensely. And I support you in your life and your journey. So thank you so much for this symbiotic relationship. Um, and what else did I want to tell you all? aspects. So I have recently sent people to my podcast, astrology now underscore podcast on Instagram, and I'll send out like, um, a a story and I'm like, Hey, what do you want to learn about? Do you have any requests? And people have been amazing and they've actually requested things. <laughs> and I, I love doing this and I love sharing whatever I know with whoever wants to know. And so people have sent out these incredible requests. I feel so grateful. And one of the requests was knowing when children will, will be born or how many children someone will have or auspicious times to have children. And I love it. Like that's such a good question and something that I really want to talk about. The thing is that I have not yet discussed aspects on this podcast, and that's a very important element of predicting the timing of things or predicting the auspicious time of things. So you want to be able to see aspects of planets and you want to be able to see transits of planets. I have two different segments on transits. So if you want to go back and listen go back and listen. There's a lot of information on the internet about transits. This segment is going to be specifically on planetary aspects. And so aspects play into transits because as planets are transiting in the sky, they are aspecting other houses. But to try to keep it more simple, today I'm going to try to stay on track and focus on your natal birth chart and planetary aspects. So if you want to follow along, you can go to my website, innerknowing.yoga, click on chart, type in your information, and you can follow along to find what houses your planets are aspecting. So we'll begin with the planets Sun, Moon, Venus, and Mercury. They all have relatively similar planetary aspects. And to keep it simple, and it, it can get a little bit more complicated than this, okay? But I'm going to try to keep it simple. Focus on seven houses away from these planets. So whatever house one of those planets is sitting in, it's going to influence that house. If you have sun in the first house, it's going to impact that house. If you have sun in the eighth house, it's going to impact that house and so on and so forth. You want to look seven houses away. So if you're looking at a North Indian chart, and you have the sun in the seventh house, you'll count seven houses from it in a clockwise position. 
So sun is in the seventh. That's number one. You look sun in, or eighth house, two. Ninth house, three. Tenth house, four. Eleventh house, five. Twelfth house, sixth. First house is seventh. So you know that your sun has a direct aspect on your first house. So the house that the planet is sitting in, that is number one. And this works for moon, Venus, and Mercury as well. So if you have Venus in your second house, it's directly aspecting your eighth house. If you have Venus in the 11th house, it's directly aspecting your fifth house. Okay, so this is is relatively simple if you can get that down. Now, other planets have special aspects that you want to learn. Mars aspects houses four, seven, and eight. So if you have Mars in the first house, it's going to aspect your fourth house, your seventh house, and your eighth house. If you have Mars in the fourth house, it's going to aspect your seventh house, your tenth house, and your 11th house. Okay, if you have Mars in your fourth house, you count seven houses away, that's your 10th house. You count eight houses away, that's your 11th house. Okay? Jupiter aspects five, seven, and nine. So if you have Jupiter in your second house, you'll count five houses away. So Jupiter directly aspects your sixth house. It will also aspect your eighth house. And it will aspect your 10th house. So Jupiter's special aspects are five, seven, nine houses away from itself. Saturn will aspect three, seven, and 10. So if you find Saturn in your birth chart, let's say you have Saturn in your 10th house. So obviously it's going to impact your the 10th house because that's where it's sitting. Then you'll count three houses away. That's the 12th house. Then you'll count seven houses away. That's the fourth house. And then you'll count 10 houses away. That's the seventh house. So you see these the planets have special planetary aspects. Rahu and Ketu obviously have seven, five, and nine. So if we say Rahu is in your eighth house, obviously it's going to impact your eighth house because that's where it is. It's going to um, aspect your second house because it's, it's that direct aspect. It will also impact your 12th house and your fourth house. So you'll just count five, seven, nine houses from itself. So I'm going to repeat those again. Get a notepad and pen if you need to write it down. Sun, moon, Venus, Mercury, just look seven houses from itself. Mars, look four, seven, eight houses from itself. Jupiter, five, seven, nine houses from itself. Saturn, three, seven, ten houses from itself. Rahu and Ketu are five, seven, and nine houses from themselves. And so now you're getting an idea of how these planets are going to be looking at houses. 
I have segments on each of the planets and what they represent. You can go back and you can listen to what the planets represent because those qualities are going to be projected in that way. All right. So let's just say you have Saturn in your seventh house. Saturn in the seventh house, Saturn is delay. It's not denial. It's delay. It causes things to happen a little bit later. It's hard work. It's anxiety. It's effort. It's wisdom. It's hard earned knowledge. That's wisdom. Things that happen with time. So you're going to seek partners that are older, partners that are more mature, partners that um, may be a little bit more conservative in some way and slower moving. And you may find your partner a little bit later in life, or you may kind of be later to bloom in terms of relationship. This is a very, it depends on the sign that it's in as well. But seeking an older partner, that's pretty, that's pretty sure, or, or a very mature partner. And so then you see that Saturn also aspects three houses away from itself. So that's the ninth house. When you have Saturn aspecting the ninth house, it can mean that somebody is very uh, grateful. They have this really deep gratitude, especially for teachers and wisdom and knowledge. They also will seek to serve other people. Selfless service. Interest in bhakti. Okay. It's also going to aspect, let's see, three, seven, and 10. So seven houses from itself is the first house. So this person's going to be mature themselves. They're going to be hardworking. They are going to have um, a sense of servitude. Like they want to help others. They want to give back in some way. It can also cause people to have anxiety and fear. Um, and it can also cause people to be really particular about their diet, in a sense. Like they, they may be slimmer naturally. They may have some sort of um, air-like quality about them in some way. Um, and then 10th house is from itself. That's the fourth house. So Saturn in the seventh house is aspecting the fourth house. This is all going to depend on the planets and the sign. Okay, this is, I'm being very general just for the sake of trying to show you how this works. This can cause a conservative upbringing. Parents that were more conservative, parents that were hardworking, put in a lot of effort, uh, a lot of strength and stability in the houses that they grew up in. Um, they may have stayed in one place for some amount of time. Now I've seen a lot of people with this who have moved around, but when they've moved, they've stayed in the house at least like five years. Um, and there could also be some sort of loss or separation with the parents. So maybe one of your parents traveled a lot growing up. Maybe one of them worked a lot. Maybe one of them passed away early. Um, or one of them has Saturnine qualities. So those qualities of Saturn that I've been discussing. So that's, that's how it begins to work. Let's, let's take a look at Jupiter. I'm going to bring up my, my best friend's chart. Where's her Jupiter? Okay. So her Jupiter is in her fourth house. So the house that it's sitting in, it's going to benefit from Jupiter. This is great for happiness. This is great for having a beautiful home and having wisdom, having knowledge comes from the fourth house as well. Just like really good for education in general. Um, we'll look five places away. So it's aspecting her eighth house. With Jupiter's aspect on the eighth house, it's this incredible desire to learn about the occult. 
It's also other people's money. So maybe dealing with other people's money, having clients, uh, working in a more underground sort of area. So like working in a yoga studio or working in um, like a bank, like something where, where people don't necessarily see you in the public eye a whole lot. It can be seen from the eighth house because that's kind of secrets. But it's also seeking, because it's Jupiter especially, it's seeking knowledge in these areas. So seeking knowledge about, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like secrets, occult knowledge, conspiracy theories, aliens, all of this stuff can be seen with Jupiter's aspect on the eighth house. It's also aspecting seven houses away, which is her 10th house. So luck and career doing well in your job, being respected in your job, expansion. Jupiter is also expansion. So wealth and growth with your career. It's a great chart. Um, and then she also has Jupiter aspecting her 12th house because Jupiter aspects five, nine, and seven. So she has an aspect on her eighth, 10th, and 12th house. And so the 12th house travel, foreign places, meditation, uh, moksha. Moksha is liberation. Um, and so this is all putting it very simply and hopefully this was helpful in some way. And so when you're looking at the aspects, you'll always want to take that into consideration. So if you you know, you have to be looking at the chart holistically, not just one house. And so earlier I said that I was going to try to stick to this one thing to, to keep it simple. Um, because your birth chart, wherever your planets are aspecting, it's going to stay there. Okay. Those planets will always aspect those houses. And as planets transit in the sky, they will also have those aspects. So for instance, the sun is currently in the sign of Libra. According, according to Vedic sidereal astrology, October 28th, sun is in the sign of Libra. That means that if you're in Aries rising, the sun is transiting your seventh house and it's aspecting your first house. If you are a Gemini rising, Jupiter is transiting your ninth house. So it's in the sky moving through Sagittarius. So it's, it's transiting your, wait, what did I just say? <laughs> if you are a Gemini rising, Jupiter is transiting in Sagittarius in your seventh house. So you'll apply these aspects to the transit as well. Gemini rising, Jupiter is in Sagittarius. That means that Jupiter is aspecting five houses from itself, seven houses from itself on your ascendant, and ninth houses from itself. And so this is going to become very important in understanding when you're reading birth charts for someone and looking at their year to come, predicting how their year is going to be, what may come into their life, what may be challenging, things of that nature. Okay. And it's of course way more complicated than that. Astrology is a black hole, but this is the beginning. So I hope that that was helpful. Um, if you have any questions, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can visit my website, innerknowing.yoga.
You can book a reading with me. I also offer tutoring sessions. I charge $90 for a reading and I charge $90 for an hour of tutoring as well. You can either email me or book it through Inner Knowing. Um, and follow Astrology Now underscore podcast on Instagram. And please go to newmoon-yoga.com. And you can use our very own promo code NEWMOON10 to get a special discount on essential oils and mala beads. And I love supporting local work. I love supporting women. And so the women who run this company are phenomenal. I've worked with them for years. Um, They're amazing yogis and they make their products with love and I can feel it. So they sent me some essential oils and I I put on protection every day. I love the way it smells. I love the way it makes me feel. Um, I highly recommend checking it out. So again, I hope that this was helpful and I hope that you have a lovely month to come. Lots of transitions. So be looking out for the Saturn 2020 segment. All right. Thank you so much. I'm Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now.